All right. Good evening, everyone. Uh, my apologies off the top. Uh, I'm Pete Dalladay, uh filling in for Tyson tonight. Uh, Tyson Geik uh, has the night off, and uh, everyone, uh, of course, will miss him for sure. But we got a special show for you here tonight. It's episode seven right here tonight of uh, Inside the Nest. And uh, I've been uh, lucky enough to be a, a guest on the show and real fortunate to fill in tonight uh, for Tyson. I appreciate him uh, giving me the nod here tonight for sure. And uh, we'll talk uh, a lot of Thunderbirds lacrosse tonight, that is for sure. So welcome in and uh, we uh, want to join uh, and welcome to the show, uh, Luke Magnet. Uh, Luke, uh, you know, is uh, coming off a great year on the back end for the Thunderbirds. And uh, hey, Luke, how you doing? Happy Tuesday to you, pal. Hey, Pete. Good to see you. No, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on. Good to be here. Yeah, it's 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 kind of hard to believe that it's uh, coming up to almost uh, a year since we probably saw each other uh, last uh, in, in person, of course. And uh, just your thoughts on that in general, just uh, since uh, the league got shut down because of COVID-19, to think it is coming up to, uh, to a one-year anniversary. Yeah, you know what? It's uh, also unpredictable, obviously, with the shutdown back in March, and and we were just we were picking up a lot of steam, right? Uh, you know, first year being in Halifax yeah. and and making that run. Obviously, there was you know we had a pretty good locker room too, tight tight group, and it was just a fun team to be around. And you can just tell that we were just building into something pretty special, right? And you know, obviously, with the recent news of the season being canceled for this coming year is, is obviously pretty disappointing. And, but, you know, I understand, you know, you understand it at the same time, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. And uh, there could be a lot, a lot of worse things out there. So, you know, obviously still yeah. grateful to be doing things like this and, you know, catching up with you like, you know, like we can now, but yeah, yeah. it is what it is. Right. So overall, though, uh, other than, you know, missing Halifax, missing playing, um, how are things going for you in general? Uh, keep it busy, obviously, at work. And tell us, uh, you know, for the fans that don't know, what you do sort of uh, full-time when, you, when you're not playing professional lacrosse. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously missing it. Um, you know, I, so I guess for myself, I'm a, I'm a school teacher. Uh, lucky enough, I, I teach at uh, the Hill Academy in Caledon, Ontario, and you know, we just had our first, you know, there's a, obviously there's a lot of restrictions still within the province of Ontario, but we uh, we were able to have our first practice, first non-contact practice today. And, you know, just that ability to one to be in person again, teaching students and having that practice. It was it was nice to, you know, have, you know, have the stick in your hands, quote unquote, but uh, to be able to do that with the kids and, you know, the smiles through your masks, if you will, yeah. on your face. But <laughs> it, it, that, yeah, that was nice. So, yeah, that's what I do. I'm a school teacher and, and a lacrosse coach there. And so, I, uh, you know, really, it's it, it's my dream job. And, you know, I'm pretty grateful to, mm -hmm. and lucky and fortunate to be working at the Hill Academy. And uh, and then it obviously, it, it works really well with with uh, being able to travel on weekends out to Halifax or to wherever our destination is, if if we were having a season yeah. two, so the, that flexibility that that they've always given me is has been really nice. Obviously, to still play and coach and and teach, so I kind of get the best of both worlds. Uh, with with all that being said, like you know, you you have the perspective on the coaching side of things and being a teacher and 
mm-hmm. then obviously still as a player too, right? So I've I've been lucky enough to to do that and have some of that insight, and you know, obviously still you know, be, you know being being a young teacher and coach, still learning uh, a lot, uh, you know, within that profession. But it's it's the best job, one of the most well. Yeah, really rewarding for me. Best yeah. job that I you know could dream of, really. Well, what you're doing, as as you know, but I mean, not only are are you producing, you know, better athletes, you're you're producing um, young gentlemen and and you know uh, whatever the case may be, um, you know, future lawyers and doctors and people in the community that are going to go on to many things, and uh, so you're 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 doing a great job there. So congratulations and keep up the great work there. Uh, yeah, and those smiles must have been fantastic today. I mean, uh, with the sticks and hands for the first time in a long time, uh, they must have been smiling like a butcher's dog today, I'm sure. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, it's just that, that interaction that I think we all miss, right? It's, uh, you know, even us right now, I'm sure a lot of people have had their Zoom calls or their family FaceTimes, whatever it is. But, it, you know, there's something different about being in person and having you know, just having that interaction one on one on one within a group, and you know, uh, whether that's going to a restaurant or you know, go, uh, going to see a concert, like oh, the, the you know the amount of times I've heard that from people, the things I would do to go to a live <laughs> concert or live yes. music, and yeah. you know, have a couple uh, adult beverages, if you will. But it, yeah, you know, it's things like that that you you know you take for granted a little bit for sure. But I. You know, once once things do open up again, those are the things that we're all looking forward to, and that's what that's what's going to make it so much more special when you get back. And and then to the, your yeah. point about the kids and smiling, it's yeah, that's that's what you miss too, right? It's you, I come on a Zoom call, you know, synchronous learning, and hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> and, and it's crickets yeah. in the background, right? Because everyone has their yeah. you know their mics on mute, and if you go into a classroom, hey guys, how's it going? And, yeah, it's good, and you pick up the conversation right away. So. Yeah. Yeah. Little oh, that's things. Awesome. It's little things. And you're right. I mean, had I known last uh, late last February, that'd be my last uh, trip uh, on the East Coast. I would have got the, the double fish and chips for sure. Instead of just the single. <laughs> you don't know at the time. It's like, I don't know. I know. But um, what, what do you miss the most about Halifax? Other than, of course, the guys and being in the room and, and, and getting on the floor. But just you mentioned it off the top. But that whole experience of enjoying uh, and you grew up in Manitoba and have spent a lot of time in Ontario, but the Maritimes in general, how how that was for you last year and what you miss about uh, the East Coast and Halifax. Yeah, it's I've said it before, the, the family atmosphere of, I think, the smaller province of Nova Scotia, it reminded me a lot of home, uh, you know, right, being growing up in Manitoba. So having that that just family atmosphere, just how polite and genuine people were, and excited that you know we were there, and you know it made it it made you feel like a you know a true professional being there uh, yeah. in that aspect, and um, you know I a few things I do miss like I miss the. I miss the chowder. I miss getting off the plane <laughs> and half the team calling in, getting a bowl of, you know, seafood chowder at, uh, yeah. you know, the Harborfront Marriott. Um, yeah. Like I, I think I heard Pat say that the other day and even our, yeah, he, and Patty Pat likes and his chowder. Our, yeah. 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 I think we both liked our chowder and I was, and I first, we were always on the sitting beside each other on the flights home. So we always had good chats, uh, you know, Yep. talking about the game before just getting his insight and just cause you guys see, uh, 
you know, you guys obviously have the the bird's eye view, if you will, right? So, um, how you know, hearing his perspective as I was sitting with him quite a bit coming back on flights, it was, you know, stuff like that. Those conversations are yeah. just, yeah, like hanging out with the guys and like the all the restaurants there, you know, top notch, right? Great food, obviously. And then I think the best thing for me was, yeah loading up on like lobsters or something, you know, from the airport and all right, we're having lobster tonight. <laughs> a few people, you know, a few people yeah. coming over, the, the, you know, little things like that. So grabbing a half dozen or dozen lobster, or whatever was, was always pretty cool. Yeah. One of my memories of, of coming home on the Sunday and for the fans that, uh, that are watching that aren't sure it's a quick turnaround. The game, you know, you guys play for the most part uh, there at the nest on, on a Saturday night and, and you're on a plane the next morning at 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning and uh, heading back to where most guys are going back to wherever, Ontario. But uh, watching, and I don't know if he's going to join us tonight or not because I wanted to ask him about this, but uh, Billy D. Uh, Billy D. Smith coming on that plane and he's, he's you know, he's got his knapsack and then he's, he, he's, he's smiling again like you wouldn't believe and he's got that, you know, box of lobsters with him as he's climbing onto the, onto the plane. It was always a, a great sight on a Sunday morning for sure, so... Yeah, he was. Uh, hopefully, it won't be long. He was, yeah, he was definitely the leader of loading up on a dozen lobster. I think he was always going over to Coach Akersey's house. It was he was buying them, and you know, I yeah. think uh, Akersey and his wife were cooking them up, and yeah, they were having those gatherings together. But yeah, seeing Big Billy D walking through the aisle with <laughs> yeah, his <laughs> like five bags and <laughs> two what of them were lo- like cases of lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think he traveled light on the way out, knowing on the way home he was going to have all those lobsters to bring. That's a, bring that's back. a savvy that's a, vet move. Yeah, yeah, he's a, a veteran move. But let, let's talk about him just for a sec. Let's, you know, because you're you're a defensive player, and Billy D was a, a you know obviously one of the best defensive players uh, of his era for sure. How much did you learn um, playing under him? this year, you know, with him there on the bench and in practice, uh, you know, midweek, how valuable was that for you and, and some of the other defensive guys? Yeah. You know, I, Billy D is, he's the man, he's such a good coach and uh, something I definitely admire about him is how relatable he was to players, right. To us, obviously being a former player himself, like when, uh, was it Rochester? I think his last year when he signed over in Rochester before we moved to Halifax, like I was lucky enough to play with him for a yep. year and a half or a there. Yep. So, you know, you know, just learning from him of how hard he played right in games, right. Obviously he's, you know, he's intense when he, you know, he turns, you know, I think everybody has that. You got to have that switch, right. You got to be able to turn that switch on as a player and really, you know, get into the zone, I guess, if people would say, and, you know, Billy was obviously pretty good at doing that. But, yeah, coaching – or not coaching, playing for him this year, obviously him being our defensive coordinator, defensive coach, like he was yeah. he was awesome. Like even the film sessions we did, like his, you know, his attention to detail and breaking things down for, you know, the young guys. I would probably – you know, I still consider myself a young guy in the league and, you know, just being able to understand things and then also, you know, giving us a voice to like, you know, is, is this, does this work? Right. And, uh, right. you know, so he, he gave, you know, he gave the veteran players like, uh, Graham Hosick, uh, Scott Campbell and Jake Withers, you know, a lot of say in 
you know, what we wanted to do, Brad Gillies. And, and uh, you know, it was, you know, definitely a cohesive unit back there. It was a lot of fun to play with those guys. They're so good. You know, even our young guys with Trevor Smith and, you know, Nungo Thompson. It was, yeah. you know, it was, uh, you know, Army. Uh, it was a fun group. A lot of fun playing with those guys. And then, obviously, when you have the King of the Hill having a season like he did, it was – you know, the mistakes that you do make, Warren uh, Warren would make us look good and, you know, usually would send it down with a nice reverse transition or whatever it was. He was he was solid for us on the back end. Yeah, that he was. Uh, there, there's no question about that. He, he was just, uh, you know, he started the year before, I guess, ending that season on a bit of a roll and just picked up where he left off. And as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, and you can attest to this, like he, he, along with a couple other guys, became almost like rock stars in Halifax in a hurry, like in a short amount of time. People knew who Warren Hill was. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, it's funny, right? Like the yeah, – it's – like goalies <laughs> – goalies are one of a kind but warren is yeah. honestly is the man and he's he's he was so good for us this past year um you know and and it just gives you that confidence as a player too right when right. you just know your your goalies that that rock back there for you and you know it just gives it gives the defense confidence it gives your offense confidence when they're on the floor so if they make mistakes yeah. right that's you're just like the three parts of the game you know your belief everyone you know, believes in that and believes in each other. That's, you know, that's mm-hmm. when you have those like championship teams. Right. And that's that feeling that it was like the, uh, you know, it had that same feeling when we made our run, I think it was uh 2018 when we lost uh, the Saskatchewan rush in the finals, it had you just had that same feel, right. You just knew yeah. that there was something special and we had all three units that were really solid, but yeah, when you have Warren playing the way he was and, you know, giving the confidence to everyone else, that's that's really where it goes, right? It's, you know, building from the back up and, you know, kind of flourish from there. And talk about, too, I mean, you you have that team and you, you had all those three parts, as you say, moving, and now you've added, you know, the Thunderbirds have added to that with uh, some, some really key pieces, not only offensively with a guy like Steph LeBlanc, who's living now in the Halifax area, which is real great, but now you've added – you know, some more D and a transition guy. Talk a little bit about, uh, you know, bringing in uh, Tyson and David Brock and some of these guys, uh, just how much, you know, deeper you are now on that sort of back end and, and in transition. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Well, and that's the thing too. It's was disappointing about not having the season this year was we added so much depth, um, you know, and just – like Steph LeBlanc, you know, I played with him my first year in Toronto, like stand up guy, you know, classic, just a pr- true pros pro, um, yep. only adding, you know, and I think we already had the best left side in the game. And then you add him in there, it's, you know, the more, just more depth, right? And then, yeah, yeah, I, I had the privilege to play too with, uh, with Tyson Bell, um, um, Brampton Senior A. You know, hell, heck of a player, like legit in transition, great D guy, oh. uh, and then yeah. obviously, yeah, and then you had Brock, just savvy vet, you know, calm, cool, and collected. You know, uh, some some toughness, right, and some some size too on that back mm-hmm. end, and yeah, like great. You know, it's and that just makes your you know a more competitive environment for all of us, right? Because everybody wants to play and. Uh, which, you know, which, which is good, right. That inner competition that you have, it's, you know, yeah. I think that's a good thing. And I, 
you know, we had that as well last year. Like our, our practices were intense, right? And we call, uh, yeah. we call, we call a Kersey her Brooks every once in a while, you know, <laughs> again, for, again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And, uh, but, but that's what it takes. I, I think, right. Yep. Like, uh, you know, you gotta be in great shape and, and, uh, having that competitive edge too. And when you're led by, you know, Cody Jameson and Graham Hosick and Scott Campbell, right, are our leaders, right? And those guys are your hardest working play- players in practice. Yeah. It's, you know, that's when it's like, well, you know, you can't hide, right? So that, I think that's what also makes us really competitive too is, you know, uh, you know, there's like I was laughing. I was talking to Eric Fennell the other day about like him and I got into a little you know, shoving match, if you will, yep. in practice, but it's yep. just compete, yep. right? It's that's what it came down to. It was, you know, we we're both just playing hard, and and yep. I think that that's a, that's a good thing too, right? And you know, that's what I miss a yeah. lot uh, within our team, right? It's just how competitive we were, and then yeah, three adding those three guys, like holy smokes, legit. Yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with a little a little tussle in practice. If you don't have that, you know, the odd time, you're probably you're probably not doing it right. So um, yeah, I'm sure you made exactly. up afterwards, but uh, it, it happens yeah, on teams five, that, that are that Five are minutes good. later. Yeah, yep. exactly. So, that's, it's all good. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Okay, so there's lots to talk about. Uh, you got a new blog that we want to talk about as well, but just one final thought looking back. is We don't want to look too, too far back. You know, you want to look ahead, and I know you're looking forward to – to the next season, but what was the one highlight for you uh, last season in that inaugural season? You know, um, was it was it the home opener? Was it uh, that crazy you know rush game? Was it the win over you know the Rock? I mean, what what was the highlight for you in season one out in Halifax? Yeah, hard to pinpoint one. There are just so obviously yeah. so many great things, but. Um... Yeah, I think our home opener, just being there, how surreal that was. That was a you know a big you know just getting that first win. What a feeling that was, and yeah, that uh, I mean, even though we lost, I, I tell a lot of people that was one of the you know what a roller coaster of you know of emotions that oh. game was, and you know just I think it it was you know I think it demonstrated to our team like it showed like hey we have some resilience here and. You know, we can make a comeback too, and the the rush have yep. been, uh, I think, the pinnacle of the league for a while, right? They're, you know, they're the team to beat, and you know, uh, yeah. Unfortunate we lost, but what a game that was! I mean, uh, oh, yeah, Shanksy scoring crazy. that goal, that game tying goal. It was, you know, watching yep. that clip the other day. That rec- yeah, it was a year ago, not too long ago, right? The clip clip that just resurfaced. Yep. It's holy yep. smokes! What a yeah, it was pretty cool. That's that's such a cool shop, and then you got that super fan in the corner that uh, you know is just a great like it just everything came together. It was just like yeah. it was an unbelievable game. Like it was just as you say, you must you as a player. I, I was just a broadcaster, so but you as a player, the emotions in that game, you, it must have been all over the map. Yeah, so you must that's, have slept well, well that's that the, night. <laughs> yeah, we we yeah. we were exhausted, but that's it, that's the thing. I yeah. think it's <laughs> you got to control those emotions in your game, right? Too, and I remember right after yeah. Shanksy scored, like I was so pumped, but I remember just gra- talking to Wiz right away and like, hey, like next this ma- massive face off, right? And like you know, yeah. Wiz is true yeah. professional, like right out there, ready and won the face off. Obviously, is best in the game, but. 
Yeah, it's it's tough, right? But that's part of the game is what's next and yep. trying to stay even keel. Wild stuff. Let's talk about your blog. Mondays with Mag. I think you're into week number two. The first week um, you talked about offensive guys. Week uh, two this past week you talked about defensive guys. Uh, how did the how did the blog come about? And um, how's it going so far? I know I've been enjoying them. Uh, you know, after a couple of weeks. So just tell us a little bit about Mondays with Mag. Yeah. Um, I mean, really, it was just, hey, we're not having a season anymore. And I, I think the writing was on the wall a little bit for a while there. It was, you know, obviously unpredictable. And there, the league was trying to put some things together. And unfortunately, things fell through. But it was, you know, I'm used to traveling on the weekends with a lot of free time. And uh, so I, you know, I approached uh, like Charlie Ragusa, you know, or like media director, if you will, uh, on the team and talk to him about the idea. And it just really came up from, you know, reading Players Tribune. Uh, so reading about different athletes and their stories and and then just the idea of it'd be kind of cool to, you know, give some give some insight to, you know, what, what's, what's it like, right? What's it like playing in the NLL? And, you know, and what's it like playing against some of these guys too, right? Like it was pretty pretty easy to write about some, you know, everyone knows – that Lyle Thompson and Cody Jamison, Curtis Dixon, Mark Matthews, right? They're the best players in the league. Everyone knows that, but right. you know, why, yeah. why are they so good? And why is it, yeah. you know, what's that feeling like when you're, you know, when you're one-on-one -on -one with some of these guys or, you know, how do you, how do you stop them? You know, how do you manage them? And, and then the, you know, that was the offensive one. And then the one that was posted on, yeah, this past Monday, the defensive players, like what makes them so good? And, you know, what am I looking yeah. for in film when I'm watching them? And, and uh, so, yeah, it was, it was cool to kind of write about that. And it's, you know, it's, it's just been, uh, yeah, I got a lot of free time on my hands on the week, you know, yeah. <laughs> on the weekends yeah. nowadays. So that was, yeah, yeah well, that was part of it too. You're doing a good job. As I was saying you before we came to air, I, I mean, I learned a lot, uh, you know, things I thought maybe I knew about guys, but you, you have such a different perspective and you're right there on the floor, either playing with them or against them. And, and it, it's a great read. And, um, you know, let's talk about some of the guys you mentioned, uh, you know, well, let's talk about Cody Jamison, your teammate there, uh, Captain Halifax, um, as we take a look at, at, at the blog there. And some of the offensive guys, you know, you mentioned them, but uh, let's let's talk about the Halifax guys in particular. You know, Cody Jamison just has a knack for, as you say, natural leadership right right from the get go of practice. But what makes him a special um, offensive player that you would find if you had to play against him? You know, difficult. Yeah, I mean, you know that he's gonna he's gonna get his right. Like Jammers, Jammers gonna score. He's gonna he's gonna find guys. Like he has an unbelievable yeah. vision in the game and being able to find you know open players or even making other players open. Like he he's that's why he, he's such an amazing player. It's like the great ones just make everybody else around them so much better. But it's just that it's it's hard to describe with Jammer. That's why I talk. It's like the Jammer effect. He's you know, he's a generational talent and he, yeah. his game is like, it's, you know, his shot is unique. Um, you know, and he's, he has the ability to just take a game over when you need him. And I think like the players, you know, people that have played with him probably know what I'm trying to say, or at least what I tried mm -hmm. to say about him, but you just know yeah. with him, it was just so, you know, it's just so sure. Like, you just know that he's going to, 
he's going to make something happen. And, you know, obviously as some, you know, he's an unbelievable leader and, you know, so well respected and, you know, you know, to play with him as a teammate, like he's going to be a future hall of famer in the game. So for a guy like me, right. You know, just really your average defenseman in the league, like it's pretty, you know, uh, I consider myself pretty lucky to play, play with him. And obviously, and then practicing, not that you practice a whole lot, but to be able to practice against the best, you know, certainly helps you um, become a better defender too. So there, there, there's that effect. So what about the defensive guys? That was the, the most recent blog yesterday. Uh, you mentioned some guys and, and, and threw some, some great credit out there to guys around the league, like uh, Robert Hope out there in Colorado and you, who you see a lot in the summertime as well. And, um, but let's talk about the, the, the guy you started off with, and that's Jake Withers, who you mentioned earlier. Everyone thinks of Jake Withers. You think a face-off guy, one of the best in the business, but you're mentioning how, you know, he's more than just a face-off guy. Yeah, well, and I think that was, you know, something I thought that was important to highlight is, uh, you know, he's the, you know, the term Fogo face-off get-off. Like, he's so much more than that, and when he first came into the league uh, in his rookie year, I just like blown away with how good he was. And, you know, we built some really good chemistry off the bat and, you know, had, uh, you know, our coaching staff at the time, like trusted us to be out there in some big situations and playing against the two man game on that, you know, that left side. And he's just, Mm -hmm. and Jake's just gotten better too. So as much as he's a, you know, the best face-off guy in the league, it's, you know, he can cover anybody one-on-one and yeah, there you go. That You know, he has a great scoring touch too. So he's, he's one of the most complete, you know, he's such a complete player. Like you could, you could put him down on some offensive ships if you really wanted to, but and now I'm really pumping his tires. He's going to be, he's going to be fired up. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, we just, I should have mentioned too, when we we're talking about the offensive guys, we should have mentioned uh, Ryan Benesh. We just saw a clip of him there. There he is there. But again, yeah. you mentioned him. Like he just kind of quietly sometimes goes about his business. At the end of the night, you look and you go, Ryan Benesh had four goals and three assists. He just kind of, you know, and, and he, what, is he eighth or something now in league history? Like he's just gone about a, a great career and his name doesn't get mentioned sometimes. Yeah, that's it's funny. I was I was actually messaging him the other day, and I said I think I need to write a blog about you, man. Because yeah, eighth all time in NLL scoring. You know, you look at the game sheet at the end of the you know end of a game, and it's oh how how did Benny do? You know, how did he do in the game? And he's one in five or <laughs> one, you know, yeah. you know two yeah. two and four. You know, so he's putting up numbers like that, and that's on a consistent basis too, right? Like he's one of the purest shooters in the game too, and. Yeah, Ben, what a heck of a player, and he's so makes our locker room so much better too. He's he's a glue guy, you know. Him and Jake are really glue guys. Yeah, some great shots right there, and and uh, you know that was that was a big night there. That's that's the Saskatchewan game we were talking about, and you guys had a great chance to wear sort of the military uniforms that night as well. That must have been a special night for you. Yeah, that that was really cool. I, I those are. Out of some of the theme jerseys I've worn in the past, those were probably my favorite for sure. Yeah, that was uh, that was a fun night. Obviously, a great game, and but yeah, those those jerseys were sharp. Um, all right, back to the D guys. Sorry, I was cutting you off there, but I think you were going to quickly no, uh, mention uh, something about Robert Hope, who's a guy 
I have the pleasure to see him in Peterborough in the summertime a lot. He's the captain of the Lakers. And you mentioned something about that, about, you know, of all these big names in Peterborough, you know, the who's who. And out of the blue, they made Robert Hope the captain. But uh, you you have a good feeling as to why they did. Yeah, I I mean, I think there's there's definitely something to be said about, you know, he's he's still a young guy himself and, you know, there's a lot of veterans and some big names in Peterborough and, you know, they name him captain. So there's there's something to be said about that, right? Obviously, yeah. he's, you know, it has obviously some pretty good leadership qualities and and good character about him, but yeah, even his game, right? It's it's pretty quiet and you look at, you know, he's got 10 10 loose balls, a couple cause turnovers. And that's what makes really good defensemen too, I think is, you know, if you're, if you're not going, you know, if you're, if you're being noticed, sometimes it's usually yeah. for, you know, goals, yeah. right. Or for the wrong reasons. Yeah, exactly. So it's, I think there's a balance with it, but he's a, you know, he's really, you know, good fundamentally sound. And so I, I think if you're a young player, you, you watch guys like, you know, Jake, you watch guys like Robert Hope and, and then obviously those other guys on that list too are, you know, it's, I would say most other people would, you know, think the same thing, but, you know, for the most part, but it's, uh, yeah, you know, guys like that, there's, there's something to be said there for sure. Um, and let's talk, let's talk about, and this was my favorite part of your blog yesterday, because I didn't know these nicknames existed for Graham Hossick, uh, you know, um, Grambo, uh, what, what are a couple other ones that you've labeled? Uh, you, I think you made one up on the spot, but tell us some of the nicknames for, for Big Hoss. Big Hoss. Well, yeah, that's one big Hoss. Um, yeah, I, some of his his Russian students. Uh, Graham's a math teacher, and yeah, it was a big hoss, big hoss. Like that's how they, they would that's what they say. Yeah. Call him. Yeah, he's just this giant walking in. Well, and he's yeah. you know if he's teaching grade nine students, right? And you see Graham, he's just this giant walking into your classroom, and this is our math teacher. It's like uh, what kindergarten <laughs> top almost. But yeah, Grambo, I think Eric Finnell gave him that one. Cyborg was maybe Jake Elliott. And yeah, great the great Grambino just came up on that the spot. That was the best. Just, that was that so that I one just, was from you, right? The the great Grambino. I just started laughing. Yeah. I don't even know how it came about. I was just typing away and it came up. But yeah, obviously Graham's a pretty special player, right? Like, you know, arguably the best defenseman in the game right now. And uh, you know, three-time defending and all our defensive player of the year right yeah. that's that kind of speaks for itself but you know it's his work ethic too right it's he you know he plays the game in the right way he's in the gym every day you know he, he treats his body right he's you know uh, with what he's you know fueling himself with too in terms mm -hmm. of nutrition and and then obviously his compete level right like the guy plays 30 plus minutes a game like he's and you know, like I said earlier, right? You know, if you're a D guy that doesn't get noticed, usually that's a good thing. But he's like, he's that player that's above the ledger all the time. You know, he's yeah. making those plus, yeah. he's making those plus plays all over the place, yeah. and you know, he'll finish a minute shift. We score. He's out for the ball team. You know, our ball team is basically him and Jake Withers. <laughs> you know that that are right. doing all the work, and so yeah, uh, yeah. It's just it, it speaks for itself, right? You know those guys and how good they are. It's you know it's really no secret to it. It's just they put in the work. 
Yeah, and he, and you know what? You know, as as good as he is on that back end, I mean, he scored some nice goals this year as well. I mean, he's got a he's got some pretty good mitts on him for a big fella, you know. Yeah, and he's been it's like, and that's what's scary too is he just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, and he's developing the scoring touch now, and I think that's how I capped it off. I said, you know what, if if he puts up serious numbers one year with you know in terms of points, mm-hmm. like. He's going to be in the in the question for MVP, no doubt. Like no doubt about it for for what yeah. he does, right? So yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, especially if if Pat Gregoire has a vote, uh, he, he would get he would get Pat. Pat loves him. Pat's a defensive guy, our color commentator, and 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 so he just yeah. uh, he, he gives you guys a lot of props for sure. The the D guys and Graham in particular. Um, listen, before we go, you know, the blog is great. I obviously you can, the best way to get there is, is, is to go to the website here at Halifax Thunderbirds.com. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. go to the website. It's there. And, uh, yep. yeah, usually Monday mornings it gets posted. So you mentioned too, and we should touch on this before we let you go, but, uh, how crucial it is for, for guys like you, some other guys that are really good at the social media game and, and be, because you compared it to the big four, you know, whether it be, you know, the NFL, the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, and, and kind of, the, you know, where they're at with things money-wise, how important it is for, for you and the other players to get involved uh, on the social level. So just talk about that just a little bit uh, briefly, if you don't mind, Luke. Yeah, and obviously this is, it's pretty new for me too and like I'm not a I wouldn't really say like I'm a big social media person or I'm, you know I'm active on social media but within posting things myself but yeah I think there's something there's something to be said I I think in terms of thinking differently right so uh obviously we're not a big four league you know owners aren't bringing in uh, obviously as much revenue as those other leagues and um you know, we don't have these big TV deals either. So I think it's, we got to be creative, right? The, the league within yeah. itself uh, has to find ways to, you know, create content, um, you know, promoting, uh, promoting our players, promoting our teams, right? Supporting our teams uh, and getting that out there, like how important that is. Um, so yeah, we got to think differently for sure. Uh, I think that's, that's something I am like trying to figure out on, you know, in one of my blogs too, and what, and you know, will be in the something that'll be posted in the future. But yeah, just how important it is to think outside the box, really. All right. Now, if you had to pick one of these guys to follow on their Twitch channel, would you follow Jake Withers on his Twitch channel or Colton Armstrong on his Twitch channel? Oh. Who would you rather watch watch play video games? <laughs> oh, I think I've pumped uh, Withers tires too much today. So okay. I, All I right. prob- I'd probably follow Army. But with that being said, I've I've watched Jake a few times. Uh, he plays with uh, Clark Peterson, who's my roommate. Uh, right. Roommate teammate in Halifax. They they play together, and I watch them every once in a while. But yeah, go give go give those boys a follow. They're pretty uh, yeah they're pretty good. Yeah, it's it's good. I I I don't live too far from Jake Withers, and I think that was the why I was having internet issues earlier tonight. Ever since he moved in my, <laughs> into my area, my bandwidth has gone way down. Yeah, <laughs> so Jake. Jake I, is. I, I don't know what steal, he's doing. He's definitely there, stealing but... Wi-Fi. He's stealing <laughs> Wi-Fi for sure. 
Listen, Luke, uh, we'll let you go. You probably got some uh, some practice plans to do up or some quizzes to mark and, and uh, huh. keep up the great work at the Hill Academy. Can't wait to see you uh, out east uh, next season. I know you're itching to get at it, and, and it, it won't be long. Hopefully uh, the summer will go by quick in a, in a way, and, and you'll be back at her. So we appreciate your yeah. time here tonight. It's been great great chatting with you. Absolutely. Lights at the end of the tunnel, and, yeah, great catching up and chatting with you tonight, Pete. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. I don't think uh, anyone that was tuning in, uh, we were hoping to get Billy D uh, on the show, but I think maybe uh, maybe he had some bandwidth issues as well. So uh, I'm sure Tyson will have him on again another time. Uh, we look forward to him because he's always a great guest on uh, Inside the Nest. So uh, I want to thank John. Uh, thanks for, for grabbing those clips, pal. Uh, appreciate you putting the show together and, and Charlie and everyone involved behind the scenes with inside the nest tyson will be back uh on the next edition episode eight coming up in a little bit so again uh thanks for watching inside the nest have yourself a great night thunderbirds fans